Buy your Big Mac in the metaverse, and kids are making millions selling NFTs. Welcome to Metaversity, your first stop for everything on the new frontier of metaverse and everything blockchain. I'm Chris with Kristen, and we'll explore and learn this new world together. So this weekend, I saw that more and more companies are starting to file trademarks related to metaverse uh, related items. And it's funny that more and more companies are starting to dive in. And it's actually estimated right now that there's 1 trillion in combined valuation of everything related to the metaverse, excluding what meta brings to it. So it's definitely a a big industry and um, there's Growing been bigger, I'm sure, like, yeah. you know, by the day. Well, well, this year there's already been 1,967 NFT related trademarks filed just just this year. And that's above, I think, everything from last year altogether. So and we still have a lot of year left. Yeah. And so people are so these companies are definitely taking an interest in it. Um, some of the companies are Mc, companies like McDonald's. So now in McDonald's, McDonald's has filed a trademark and they've actually given some details about what their thoughts are, which is they're going to have a virtual McDonald's in some of these different, I'm, I'm going to say metaverse worlds, even though that's probably not right. But if you think about sandbox or, um, you know, stuff Meta's creating and so, that kind of thing. I mean, they're going, so they're getting involved with the idea that the metaverse is VR. Well, yeah, I think I think that's where a lot of people are yet right now, and that's kind of the the baby steps. But they do want to have their virtual McDonald's there, and they their vision is you'll be able to go to this McDonald's in your metaverse or virtual world and be able to purchase virtual food uh, at this uh, McDonald's. And then they may even take it a step further. If, if you don't want to go and get your real McDonald's, you'll be able to order in the metaverse your McDonald's order and then have it delivered to you, I guess, through something similar to Uber Eats or something like that. Okay. Well, like I can see the practical application of ordering like without having to leave my, you know, virtual setting, take my Oculus off and like drive to the store or take my Oculus off and like order it on my phone but like I, I I'm not sure I understand the whole like food thing like I saw something I think it was end of last week that you know like the first beer to be bought in there you know, like was happening or something like that yeah and I, I don't remember I don't even remember who it was like it was just a glancing thing and it didn't feel very newsy to me but you definitely know. some of the digital assets you'll be able to purchase soon as a NFT in the metaverse seem seem weird to me like I, I think I understand uh, well, I definitely understand things like digital clothing, um, where you get your avatar and you can buy an oh, NFT sure. of your af your your outfit. Lots and of the people hat you want to wear do skins and stuff like that in their games now. Like, yeah, that's, it's nothing new. That's not it's a stretch. Sense. The food is weird. I think mostly because we have no way to actually like enjoy anything about it. Like, at least not yet. R yeah. Running around with your McDonald's cup. You know, <laughs> I, I think it was a I think it was a few of our discussions ago where we we talked about like how at some point we'll find ways to make experiences more immersive and include more than just the sight, the sense of sight or your sense of sound right. or whatever. Like um, we're, we're seeing more things about like tactile, but 
you don't see anything about like how can you taste and smell like we don't have smell a vision or whatever it will yeah. be right like not, so like what yet. what to what end you know yeah i think the, the are they nfts are they like yeah this this will these are all trademarks based um around the metaverse and nft related so maybe so maybe, maybe if they're treating it like a kind of like a skin right like i see so maybe I, you could get, I, I see, yeah, you like hold it in your yeah, hand your McDonald's and like cup or your Big Mac in your shit hand out of somebody with a burger. And then you run around with your McDonald's <laughs> cup and, you know, you get mad like you see in the, the, the TikTok videos and you throw it at somebody, you know, when you get mad. Yeah, I mean, Monster actually has the idea. They've, they've already done this in in a couple games, and but I think it would be harder to pull this off in a, in a greater metaverse world. But um, where they're kind of like the uh, the way you get your life back. So you're running around in the game and, you know, you get injured and then you find a, a monster drink or you can buy a monster drink and then you drink it in the game and it gives you vitality back. Yeah. You remember um, that game way back? Um, maybe if you uh, eat too uh, much of the Mc virtual like McDonald's, you get fat. Oddworld or something like that. And yeah. they have the vending machines and you would go and buy like the drinks and you get drinks out of the vending machines yeah, and, and did different things. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> it's scary that, you know, maybe eating too much McDonald's will make you fat or something. I probably shouldn't say that. I mean, um, it does for real. It does for real. So, <laughs> you know, virtual McDonald's can too. Yeah. I think one of the funnier ones is, so I just said that it makes sense that you could buy an NFT that was maybe clothing for your avatar, an outfit for your avatar or something like that. But Victoria's Secret is also jumping in too. Now there's less details there, but that one's kind of interesting. Are you going to buy, you know, digital underwear for your avatar as well? I mean, maybe, well, maybe why not? I mean, uh, people played like Second Life and Sims and stuff like that and they kind of you know, take that in a more personal direction, that experience. So like maybe that's the home for Victoria's Secrets, you know, entry into this space. It could be, it could be, um, you know, or, you know, maybe I think where I hope they're taking some of this is there's some sort of benefit of having the, the virtual NFT towards maybe something that's in the real world. So if you have the virtual version of it, you also have the the, the physical or the well, in real be an life interesting version of take it. On it. I'd... Um, well, it would be interesting to be able to maybe virtually own your favorite pair of Victoria's Secret underwear, and and then you know you could go show your proof of NFT or whatever to the Victoria's Secret person, and they give you the real one. I'm, yeah, I maybe I'm, that's a stretch. I'm I don't know that. That I mean, that one feels to me like it would be unlikely, right? Well, like, I mean, that's not the direction. They're just riding this wave. Like that's how this feels. It feels very pandery to me. Well, like so, they're not yeah. entering the space because they legitimately understand the space. They don't understand. They don't want to be. They're 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 doing it because they don't want to be last one in. Yeah, they just um, they just want to like ride this wave and get some attention. Well, the other aspect that's been thrown out there that could be part of it is trademark protection. So maybe, maybe the reality is some of these companies that have kind of very limited details on what they want to do in the metaverse is because they don't actually want to do anything in the metaverse, but they want to protect their, their identity from somebody else creating something that looks very similar to Victoria's Secret in the metaverse and sure. then damaging their, their brand some. So that, that could be it. That makes sense. I mean, I could definitely see that being, you know, 
uh, a logical step. You know, I'm sure you see futures out there with augmented versions of metaverses where, yes. you know, you want to protect your brand and make sure. So you like want to make sure that you've claimed, you know, your physical presence in this new world. Well, right? in the augmented world, I see all the benefit in the world to to dive in because mm -hmm. the augmented world has benefits in the the real world of of things because because of the mix between yeah. the, the virtual well, and I'm the saying, real like, I, world. I, I think I get it is probably more to the point. Yeah. If you kind of look at it that way, like I totally, I get it. You know, I've been kind of less focused on the VR aspect of this because it like it's not the future. It's just like where we are now, you right. know? And I'm more, I'm, I guess my brain is more stuck on where are we headed, not where are we currently in this right. like getting the masses on board with where we're headed in the metaverse and new technology and right. you know spatial computing and all of that right like right and and i see i mean there's there's overlap too between the augmented world and the virtual world and and that part of it makes a lot more sense cuz some of the companies are like chevron i mean are you going to go buy virtual gas for your virtual car um in the metaverse yeah, I that guess seems kind of weird i, I think um, in a in a virtual space like i'm hoping it just works right yeah <laughs> So somewhere I read, which seems like a very far stretch is um, like Chevron may someday kind of like you pay for gas for your car may somehow, you know, handle transaction fees or something. And that seems like a, a real far stretch and people would probably run away from that, you know, very fast. It seemed yeah, very weird, but I, I did seem, I did see that. But I mean, the list of companies um, is pretty endless. It, it also includes more fast food companies like KFC, Taco Bell and, you have to wonder if you see like McDonald's dive in or one of the, or, or a couple other companies dive in, if they all do it. Cause they're like, Oh crud, I need to. Well, know. I mean, if you're going at it from the, I need to claim, you know, our brand in this mm -hmm. new environment, like I totally get it. it even totally for Chevron, sense. like, you know, but a company like that too, like they're, they're a huge company. They're worth a lot of money. They yeah. have a lot of expendable money. They could just, throw some at this and it would be not a thing for them. They come back around when they yeah, feel like, a need. Just reserve, put your kind of foot in the door, you yep. know, reserve your space, so to speak. And then, you know, you have it. And if you can find a reason to utilize it later or if it makes sense later or whatever, like then you have it. Mm -hmm. So kind of related, kind of um, in a, on a similar vein is Epic and Lego have announced a partnership together to make a family-friendly uh, metaverse. I'm just going to call it a, a family-friendly metaverse world because we, we all know So they're that making their own version of Roblox? They're making essentially their own version of Roblox. <laughs> now, me being a Lego nerd, I guess you could say, um, I like Legos and playing with Legos and I like the Lego video games. I could see where this could be a, a big thing. Like Minecraft, I've played a lot of Minecraft, but it never quite, even though it got compared a lot to Legos, never quite felt like like Legos. And same thing with Roblox, even though they're very similar. Yeah. I mean, but, everything's very, you know, square. Yeah, very square. <laughs> I mean, I guess Legos kind of are too, but if they can make something that's as compelling as some of these Lego games that they have already, but add the you know, kind of the free wandering world where you can interact with other people. Um, 
like like you should be able to in a metaverse. Yeah, but you have then some Lego concerts or something like. You have some you Lego know. concerts, but but then also be able to build. Like that's always been. I always thought the lacking part in the Lego video games is the ability to build things. Now there's different areas where you can. Don't they have video games though? I mean, look, I, it's been a little while since I've played Lego anything, but um, don't they already have like a building game or whatever? And like people actually play it. Um, not that I've seen. I may be completely oh, I wrong. And, and if, if I am wrong, you know, please feel free to point that out or point us in the direction of it. Now in the games they do have a little bit of a of a building component, but it's not like actually Lego building. You kind of go to a certain area and use a tool, and then it kind of builds it for you or parts of it for well, you. Well, yeah, you just hit the A button. It's not like it really it building it. it. Um, no, I I thought I feel pretty sure that I remember something about like a, a actual building component. Well, there's there's Lego CAD where yeah, I'm not thinking of that. No. Although that is that is another one. You're you know, right. build your you know, custom figure or whatever. And then it gives you a list of the pieces and you can just place your order with Lego and have all those shipped to you and you can build whatever you want. Build but, a brick um, or brick yeah. link or some of brick those places. Link, yeah. Build, build a brick. I, I think no, I'm combining two things. Thing. There's yeah. Build a bear. And then there's no <laughs> brick link is what yeah, I meant. Brick Sorry. Link, yeah. Um, so I don't know. I'm kind of excited about it. It's probably more. I'm wanting to mention something about it more for me than I think anybody else. I think, that if they do a really good job, first of all, Epic has done pretty good at building video games. So I think if they do a good job, I think it could be better than a Minecraft. That's my, my thoughts, but I'm probably wrong there because everybody I mean, loves Minecraft. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll yeah. see. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm, Minecraft's been around for a long time and it's kind of proven that it has, I guess, relevancy through the years. Yeah, it's been around a long time and they have made changes to it along the way, but it feels like the core game is, you know, very similar. And based off of what a lot of people call the metaverse now, I mean, they kind of have been one of the originals and now yeah, they're like an OG. They're kind of like an OG, you know. So, um they've been been around and they keep hanging around and and Roblox too. I mean, yeah. they're not as old as Minecraft, but that's one that you know, seems to have legs. And when it first came out, I thought it was something for like little kids, but I know like lots of people who play Roblox now. Yeah. So it's, it's grown as well. So maybe talking about what is a real metaverse versus, um, uh, not a real metaverse. Uh, so improbable, uh, the company Improbable has actually raised $150 million for what what they call their M-squared project. And Improbable themselves are actually valued at over a billion dollars. So they're not, they're not small. Um, they have backers like Andreessen Horowitz and SoftBank, who's backed a lot of kind of Web3 and blockchain technologies and things like that. So they've got some heavy hitters that are kind of backing them up a little bit. They are actually creating an ecosystem and the money raised is is there to try to encourage people to develop for on their ecosystem so something is kind of interesting about that is they're trying to bring people in on their ecosystem where they'll actually the the word they use is they'll have some interoperability between these different metaverses on their ecosystem and they'll be able to transfer digital assets from 
you know, kind of one world to the other and it, it'll be built all on web three and support governance and, uh, those types of things. So I think, I don't know where it'll go, but what's cool about it is we talk about a lot about sandbox and we talk a lot about like what Epic and Lego were doing in Roblox and how they're a metaverse. But we, we all know that they're, they're still kind of a, a virtual reality game of some sort of different levels. Some actually you can wear your headset and there's different spaces and stuff, but they're, they're kind of siloed in their own environment and they're not built necessarily on, or they're not built on web three technology or, or blockchain or anything like that. This, this is actually where they're trying to encourage people to come in and develop on their ecosystem that they've built. They think that it's fast enough. Um, matter of fact, they have demos of games where there's actual, what they call dense playable spaces, which is, you know, a lot of times when we play these games, um, you know, there's like as many as a hundred people in the environment playing at a time and games that supposedly have more than that. There's usually kind of separate environments where they kind of containerize the people a little bit. Um, I'm not a game developer, so I'm probably describing this wrong, Okay, but they're saying that you could literally have a map with a thousand people playing together in that section or more. Um, so kind of touting their technology, but their big goal is just really to kind of have this ecosystem that companies can build their, their games on and any of the assets and things will live there and you'll be able to go from one ecosystem or one system to the next or next game to the next, instead of them being all siloed like, uh, Fortnite, for instance, is Fortnite. Um, and Roblox is Roblox and sandbox is sandbox. So these games, um, in this ecosystem might be, might be able to go from one to the other and keep your assets and your avatars and all that stuff from, from one world to the next that are built on this ecosystem, which feels a little bit closer to what we would all think of as maybe web three or a true metaverse. Okay. Is it, wait, is this the one you were telling me about before that it's like blockchain and all of that? Oh yeah. Yeah. This is oh. all blockchain web three. Interesting. Do like, what are they, do you know, what are they built on? Are they, it's, it's their own technology. So improbable has actually been, um, building these spaces for a while. Um, and they have a technology. Let me, here, I can look it up really quick while we're talking, I think, uh, called Morpheus. So it's powered by Morpheus, but it's all their own, uh, environment. It's a little bit different. Uh, my understanding than, uh, true blockchain, but it's the same idea as what blockchain's built on. So, um, you're gonna have to go further with that one. I don't, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I'm, it's not blockchain, but it's kind of with that concept. Like I, I see a lot of that. People are like wanting to capitalize on the fact that people want this kind of decentralization and they say, Oh yeah, yeah, we're decentralized, but we're well, centralized. <clears throat> it's, it's like some of these that we've seen, um, similar like, uh, dappers where, the most of it is decentralized, but they have some centralized parts for faster transaction fees. And, um, if you want to trade things back and forth to make that a little bit faster for the average user, so it can be instant during the gameplay. Um, as okay, opposed, so you're just moving it around on a ledger Yeah, that we have, and then we'll 
post the transactions to the actual chain later. Yeah. So it's not perfect, but it's it's definitely in a different world than like like sandbox where it's all on sandbox. Yeah. You know, it what would it just I don't know. Like I get kind of frustrated sometimes when I see this stuff because it's like well, we just keep muddy in the waters and we'll just keep making these like concessions to what the goal actually is so that we can make it and have a billion dollar valuation for a company. But, you know, they haven't, I don't know, just I've, maybe I'm being too hard on them, but like, it just feels like a cop out to me. It's like, why not? I don't think why so. Not push I think- harder? Why not like go a little further towards what this actually is? And And I think it's just because like they're, they I, want the money. They always want to own it. I don't They're think never going to own the metaverse, guys. Like, let me just tell you, like, it's not yours to own. Well, I don't think, I don't think that's what's <laughs> just happening Just like you don't here. own the internet. I think it's, I, I think they're just trying to, you know, move the ball closer to, to a common goal. Because right now, what, what you want isn't available. So, yeah. And it, if to, we keep like letting concessions like this be made, then we'll never get there. So I think that I, I get it. You, you roll your eyes at me. They can't, nobody can hear that eye roll, but I saw it and I, I know why it is. Like, I understand we have to make concessions sometimes. It just, it, I just, I'm allowed to be frustrated by it because like, I'm, I love the ideal of where we're headed. Sure. So much that I don't, I don't want to give up, you know, on it before we've even really made those. Yeah, I, and you know strides I, that we need. You know? I always think about it a little bit differently. Is yeah, they're they're not getting to that perfect world, but maybe through building this and doing things this way, it may not be that true decentralization that we're we're headed towards. But maybe they discover some things that allow for that to happen in the future. Yeah. Well, I know there's like whole consortiums or whatever of people like trying to figure out. Um, kind of the standards for where we're headed sure you know like what's going to be the next html or whatever you know like what is it going to be in this next thing well that's just it i i mean this feels very much like many of these other new technologies we've seen and you know who's who's going to actually end up being the standard um you know ethereum is kind of the standard now but there's a bunch of other blockchains yeah, but because that are being it developed. Has flaws, that, like you have no choice but to take it, like to do something else. You know, right? And that's why people like Soul are around. You know, like yeah, and a lot of people think Soul's better than Ethereum, and then a lot of people are still sticking with Ethereum. Solana, sorry, Solana, yeah. Um, so, you know, you see people that kind of still are using Ethereum, even though a lot of people think Solana is a little better. But there's actually problems with Solana, which is probably why they're still sticking to Ethereum. And it really depends on what you're doing. Are you building a game? Are you building a cryptocurrency? Are you building a DAO? DAO? Because right. some of those blockchains are a little bit better for those different things. Yeah. I mean, it comes down to how they handle all those transactions and what kind of load it is that you're going to have for the thing you're building, right? right? Like if you're building on it, you need to know that it can handle the load. Right. I just thought it was interesting because they are in a more decentralized world. And instead of trying to create the video game or create the environment, um, whether it's, you know, e-commerce or or whatever, 
they're trying to create the ecosystem, which seems to be a little bit different. When you think of like Roblox or, or Minecraft is probably the, the one that everybody's going to be thinking about, you know, that Minecraft's just Minecraft, you know, it's, there's nothing beyond that. Um, and they're trying to build something that's maybe a little bit, a little bit more beyond that. So that I thought that was kind of, kind of neat. Yeah. I mean, uh, do they have anybody like I, their value, their valuation is so high. Who do they have on them? That's building anything like anybody. Well, note? they just did the money raise to try to entice people here. So I think that'll probably be a, a follow-up. Did they we, do a traditional do. like money raise? I give up part of, you know, I give board seats and give up part of my company in order to get those funds. Um, let me look here. I don't know. Maybe I'll put that in the notes follow up with what yeah, that fundraiser is. I mean, it's just, I'm just curious because, you know, in the end, when you're giving that that up, it's a little bit of control. It's a little piece of your vision that yeah, may be tainted later on. And it's, I'm just curious, you know. I don't, I don't think they did, but I'll double check it and I'll put it in the notes to see what kind of fundraise they did. So. Oh, well, I mean, if they didn't do an ICO. Well, no. Then they gave ICO, something that's up. A, that's illegal. So. <laughs> You're, except for maybe South Korea, well, they could have done an S, they could have done an STO and maybe not given up as much that way. Yeah, I mean, there's an opportunity there. I'm just curious if they did, you know, I guess like a, like if they just tried to do something a little more aggressive, maybe would be the word. I'm not sure if that's the right word or not, but like, <laughs> or if they just right. said, you know, okay, we have to do a fundraise. We need the money. We clearly need, you know, to have funds in order to build this thing. Or to further build this thing, right? Right. And, you know, you do that by traditional means typically. Yeah. So, yeah, they probably gave up a little something. those traditional means, they give up a little piece of their soul. So, you know. So. Well, um, I think to wrap things up today, I kind of wanted to do a sort of a, a little bit of a follow-up slash feel-good um, story so we just talked about NFTs and, you know, the good sides and the bad sides of NFTs. And part of the reason that we talked about that back then was um, we both knew a lot of people who were artists and photographers and that kind of thing that where the idea of selling your stuff as an NFT probably would be of benefit, but they were scared of it or had read enough that they thought NFTs were bad and not necessarily good. Right. Um, there's a, there's a young lady, uh, Nyla Hayes, who is only 13 years old. She does her own digital art. Um, she basically makes drawings and, and a kind of painting style stuff of, uh, root of iconic women like Ruth Bader Ginsburg and Lucille Ball and, and just basically iconic women. And so, uh, she's been building this art. You can catch her on Instagram. I'll make sure I'll have a, a link to her Instagram in our in our notes too, so you can go check out her Instagram post. Uh, but she's made millions of dollars selling NFTs online, um, just creating her own art. It was something that uh, I believe her mother had suggested that she try after she had been making you know her art. She had been doing it. She was actually a little bit nervous because her art was a little bit different from what other people were doing it. She calls it long neckies brand because when she first started drawing these people, she would draw them with long necks because her favorite dinosaur is a brontosaurus. I mean, 
Brontosaurus is a pretty cool dinosaur. And so she started sure. drawing people with really long necks and she was scared that people would think it was weird. So she only showed those drawings originally to mm-hmm. I'm, Everybody family. thinks Salvador Dali is weird too. He likes, yeah. <laughs> he likes long necks. But, um, you know, I checked out her art. It's all pretty good. It's, it's pretty neat. And she's done really well for herself making these into NFTs and selling them online. Yeah. And then, you know, if you don't want to buy the NFT, you can still enjoy a lot of it. She has posted, you know, just on her Instagram page so you can check it out and, and see what it's all about. Yeah. It's, that's pretty exciting for her. Yeah. I, it's funny. Cause like I made the same suggestion to my eldest who pretty much draws nonstop on her iPad. I mean, it's just. I, I think she does like at least a piece a day and they're yeah, not, I mean, they're not shitty. I mean, she definitely has a style, you know, it's, it's, it's a way for NFTs are a way for artists, no matter the age to make their art available to people that maybe they wouldn't necessarily even know they existed. Well, I mean, if you're getting involved right now too, like you're getting a little bit of extra recognition for your art that you might not get later on just because there's not as many people doing it. Yeah. And you still have that whole segment of artists that we just talked about that are scared of it that, yeah, you know, they have, so if you get in now, like you're actually kind of, you're riding the excitement wave of NFTs, Mm -hmm. which is, I get that it's it's hype and it's, you know, not real or whatever, but like if you if you're 13, you know, and you're trying to just test out these waters of being an artist and, you know, see if people actually like your stuff, you're worried that they wouldn't. Mm-hmm. So you post it online and why not post it in a way where you can actually make some money on it if people actually do like it. If they like it, they you can know, buy it and I, I encouraged our eldest to, you know, get on there and, and, um, make some NFTs and for a hot minute, she was excited to do it. And I thought, oh, well, cool. She, she might actually do this thing. Cause that'd be, that'd be great for her. She'd take the money, put it in a, yep. you know, fun for later or whatever. And, uh, and she didn't, she didn't ultimately, at least not at this moment, she hasn't kind of gone that route, but. I think what's neat about it is, you know, this ability to kind of test the waters to, you know, maybe make a little money. Instead, she's just kind of gone this route like a lot of people do where they're just posting it for others to enjoy. Yeah. She'll do like time lapses or whatever of the drawing process. Yeah. And there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just, you know, if you wanted to make it an NFT and put it on a marketplace somewhere, you could actually sell it. I would personally much rather her be able to make some money off of it. Well, you know, others can is, still enjoy it. There's yeah, there's nothing wrong with doing <laughs> both either. So you can do, you can do both, you know, no matter what. Yeah. I would, I would love to see, you know, more of that coming from young artists. They're the ones that embrace this technology first, right? Like mm-hmm. they tend to be the early adopters of new things. Right. So I, I, I really love that, you know, she was able to be successful in this and she's just another like success story of, Hey, look, I'm an artist. I put this out here look, I can make money. So can you, I'm putting my art out in a way where I'm actually able to benefit from it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, make a living off of it or whatever. I hope she, you know, does some smart stuff with that money. Cause that's no, <laughs> I mean, well, at 13, if no you've got a couple million in the bank and yeah. you invest it right, uh, you know, you, 
you could live the rest of your life on that. I mean, she could. Yeah. I mean, I hope she continues to do more art and that kind of stuff. And, you know, I I just love it. I love seeing the the pioneering in our youth, that, that spirit. So it's good stuff. Absolutely. Well, I think that's all we had for today. So thank you everyone for listening. This was Chris and Kristen with metaversity. Please check out, you know, the links below for, you know, some of the references of, you know, what we talked about today and as well as, uh, Miss Hayes's uh, Instagram post. So you can check out our yes. art and then, check out young artists. Yep. Absolutely. And hope you listen to us next time.